Hello and welcome to Box Office Receipts. I'm your host Tyler Callahan, and we got a lot of news to discuss. First, the Batman has been released, so we got those numbers to talk about. We got more movies approved for release in China, more video game TV show ad- adaptations, and more. Let's start as always with the numbers. To the surprise of no one, the Batman opened in first place. How much? Well, it opened with 134 million dollars. In second place was Uncharted with 11 million for a total of 100.2 million. Third place was Dog with 6 million for a total of 40 million. Fourth place was Spider-Man No Way Home with 4.4 million for a total of 786.4 million. Lastly, in fifth place was Death on the Nile with 2.7 million for a total of 37 million. So Warner Brothers had a home run here, no question about it. This is the first $100 million plus opener for the studio since the first IT movie back in 2017. That's right, from the end of 2017 to the beginning of the pandemic in 2020, no Warner Brothers movie opened to over 100 million. Joker got the closest, opening in the mid-90s back in 2019. This was a sorely needed hit, and thanks to great reviews and word of mouth, they got it. The cinema score for it was an A-, which is solid. So what happens next? Well, the Batman has most of March to itself. Its first competition will be a lost city from Paramount, but that won't be until March 25th. At this rate, if the film holds well, 300 million domestic finish is definitely locked at this rate, and can possibly end up finishing between 350 to 400 million dollars. In other domestic news, the films from the past few weeks continue to stay solid, with Uncharted passing 100 million and Dog passing 40 million. Another quiet weekend at the Chinese box office, staying in first place for now a month straight, is the Battle at Lake Changjin 2, with 7.5 million for a total of 626 million. In second place is Too Cool to Kill with 6 million for a total of 403 million. Third place was Nice View with 4 million with a total now of 211 million. Fourth place was I Love You Like a Flower Bouquet with 2.6 million for a total of 10.1 million. Finally, in fifth place was Boonie Bears Back to Earth with 2.3 million with a total of 150 million. 2022 marches on, so does the Chinese government approving more Hollywood films. The biggest is The Secrets of Dumbledore, which not only got approved, but a release date of April 8th. This lines it up with the UK release before another release in America and in other countries the following week. This is a big get for Warner Brothers, but as for how much it will make, that is not clear. Back all the way in 2018, when Crimes of Grindelwald was released, the film made $57.3 million in the country. So, we need to look at not only fan reception to the new film, but how China will be dealing with a COVID a month from now. Next is Sony, which got approval for Hotel Transylvania Transformia. Remember, when they sold the rights of the film to Amazon, they reserved distribution rights in China, and they are now cashing it in. The film will come out April 3rd. Another one that got approved, but not surprising at all, is Moonfall, which will come out in a few weeks on March 25th. That film will need all the help it can get, as it is only around $39 million worldwide right now, on a $146 million budget. Whew. So, compared to last year, audiences in China are getting a nice lineup of content from Hollywood. Just missing something. Just, I don't know, Marvel? Yeah, I think that's it, Marvel. Yeah, just Marvel. They're missing Marvel. Now, for worldwide numbers, where the Batman opened in a majority of markets over the weekend, made $124.2 million for a worldwide opening weekend of $258 million. That is a great start worldwide, and it still has China and Japan in the next few weeks to open up. Uncharted made another $17.4 million 
for a worldwide total of 271.6 million. Death on the Nile made 5.1 million for a total of 115.1 million worldwide. Spider-Man No Way Home is slowing down internationally, making 4 million for the weekend with a worldwide total of 1.86 billion. And Jackass Forever is at 71.7 million worldwide. Moving on to the news on Hollywood, let's start where we left off last week. And that is AMC charging more for the Batman. Well, over the weekend, there was no outcry from customers about the increase. However, Deadline did do some investigative work. And what they found is not only did AMC increase the prices on the Batman, Regal and Cinemark also did as well. Not only that, but those two other theater chains also increased their price a bit for No Way Home back in December. So this was their second attempt at it. Where do we go from here? Well, again, since there has not been any outrage over it, I expect this to continue throughout the year and see what happens. This means you should expect to pay an extra dollar or two more to see Doctor Strange, Lightyear, Black Adam, Jurassic World, and other blockbuster films. As for the dream scenario of smaller movies being a little cheaper, no word on if that is happening anytime soon. Before we talk about new films being worked on, Warner Brothers decided to move a lot of their schedule around. Which, I have to say, I knew was going to happen when they decided to release a DC commercial for the Super Bowl showcasing the films they were releasing throughout the year. That aged like milk real fast. So, Black Adam, which was supposed to come out at the end of July, will now come out October 21st. Taking its place is League of Super Pets, which moves from May to July. Now with those changes, obviously Warner Brothers will not release three DC films back to back. So, The Flash is getting a big delay. Instead of November, it will now become a 2023 summer movie, being released June 23rd next year. Aquaman 2 is also leaving its holiday spot, and will now open up next spring on March 17th, 2023. And with those two films being moved to next year, Sazam is being pulled back, and will now be released not next June, competing with Flash, it will now be moved up to December 16th of this year. As for other Warner Brothers films, Wonka gets a big delay from next March to December 15th, 2023, and The Meg 2, The Trench, gets its first release date of August 4th, 2023. As for why all these changes, Deadline is saying it is due to the delays in getting the special effects done. I will say for next year, Warner Brothers' schedule makes a lot of sense. Aquaman can be the big film for the spring, like Batman is now. The Flash is clearly a summer film with how big it's going to be. You got The Flash, you got Supergirl, you got two Batman. There's a lot going on in that film. And Wonka kind of feels like a holiday film more than a spring film. So a December release date for that is pretty good. As for The Meg, the first one came out in August toward the end of summer and did well there. Now for 2022, Warner Brothers is leaving summer pretty empty right now by moving Black Adam to the fall. Their two big movies now is the, uh, the Elvis biopic and Super Pets. So pretty light for the summer. And I wonder if for HBO Max, are they looking to have something lined up to be released during the summer? They haven't said anything yet. Something to keep an eye on. It's definitely not Batgirl, which, depending on how connected it is with The Flash between Michael Keaton's Batman, that could also be delayed. Right now, that was supposed to come out this December on HBO Max. It'd be their big Christmas movie for the streaming platform. But depending on how connected it is with The Flash, that might be pushed to next summer as well. But we'll see. Now, Shazam. Shazam, Shazam, Shazam. It's going up against Avatar 2. The first one, the first Shazam had an underwhelming box office, in part to being released 
right between Captain Marvel and Avengers Endgame. So this time Warner Brothers is placing it against one of the biggest movies of the year on the same day. Now this could be a smart play though. Shazam is more fam a family-friendly superhero film. Also, if it's good, it can be a solid counter-programming to Avatar. More recent examples of counter-programming working is Bumblebee being a uh, counter-programming to Aquaman a few years ago. Also, the first Shazam Worldwide only made $366 million. And that was back in 2019. So even if the sequel finished with $450 million worldwide or more, that's a big improvement if you just break it down to those that franchise and not just compared to other DC films. We'll see if one of them moves by a week or so. For new films in development, well, we got a few. Deadline has the exclusive on this, and that is we are getting an I Am Legend sequel. Not only that, but they are doing it right by bringing back Will Smith and add more star power to it, also adding Michael B. Jordan. Akiva Goldsman, who wrote the screenplay for the first film, is also coming back to write this as well. And that's about all we know. I'm not sure of the plot details or who might come on to direct the film. This was surprising news, to say the least, but it was great to hear. The first one is a great film, and I can't wait to see where they take the story. Also, they are learning from other studios that try to do a Will Smith sequel without the star himself. You gotta have Smith back in it. Independence Day resurgence, anyone? During an interview with The Hollywood Reporter, Steve Asbell, who runs 20th Century Studios, mentioned a few new films in development. First, he mentioned that there would be a sequel to The Death on the Nile, with a script for the third film of the franchise already being written. He also expects Kenneth Braugh would return back for it as well. As for what novel it would be adapting, he was coy and did not say one specifically, only that it was set in post-war Venice, and it was a lesser-known novel. I was glad to hear that they are continuing the franchise, because while the numbers for Nile have not been great, I think they know there is still potential for this to get bigger. Also, based on the interview with Mr. Asbell, it seems for now the big franchises they have will have films released in theater, while other films will go straight to Hulu. But not all franchises are getting theatrical releases anymore. I'll talk about which one was mentioned in VOD Premium. As for another franchise that would likely have a theatrical release, is a Free Guy sequel. That's right, Mr. Hasbell also confirmed in his interview that he is awaiting the full script right now, but knows what the story is going to be and thinks it's great. This wasn't too surprising as considering how the box office was last year, Free Guy was a surprise success. For VOD Premium, we first go back to 20th Century, where The Hollywood Reporter is exclusively saying that a new Alien film is in the works. Fred Alvarez, who made the first Don't Breathe film, has signed on to write and direct the project. Ridley Scott will also produce the film. As for details, not much is known at all, just that it will not be connected to the other films. This is also separate from the Alien TV series that is also in development. Now, the reason this is in this section of the podcast is it's set to be released on Hulu not theaters. This goes back to the Steve Asbell interview, where he laid out what the purpose of 20th Century Studios is now. The mandate is to try to make 10 films for Hulu every year. With that, the studio's main focus is making a lot of mid-budget films for Hulu, while also releasing a few big films for theaters every year. Now, if this allows for more original films to be made, I think it'll be great, and it can also be a way for 20th Century and Disney to get new and rising talent in the industry. The other story is another PlayStation project, this time going to Amazon. Deadline has the exclusive on this, and as it looks like God of War is going to be a TV show. As they are still finishing up negotiations, not much is known yet, just that it will be run by the creators of The Expanse. I think this could work as a TV show, 
but it depends how much Amazon and PlayStation will allow in regards to violence and gore. Also, depending on what stories they adapt, it's going to be special effect heavy, so it's going to need a big budget. To be fair, this is the third video game show Amazon is working on, including Fallout and Mass Effect. Clearly, they do not mind spending the money. And that is it for this episode of Box Office Receipts. Question for the episode is, what do you think of the DC schedule change? Do you think it's the right move for Warner Brothers? Let me know on Facebook. Link to the pages in the show notes. Thank you for listening.